Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Tom. Tonight's episode, we're going deep, but just roll with it. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. And we're back. Happy Friday. Yep. Here we are. It was a great Friday. Yeah, it was. Good week. Interesting week. Different week. Why was your Friday great? I don't know. It's just Friday. That's why. Mostly it's Friday. I had Friday off. Yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> Forty weekend. I have Monday off. Oh, so I have Monday mo- off. So do most Americans. Yeah. Weirdly, yeah. Well aware that we're not all Americans. Listening Gaming to this weekend. Podcast. Yeah, there you go. That'll be fun. It'll yes. be a good time. So, uh, what have you gotten lately? Uh for acquires. Well, let's see. I finally got Mariposas, the new Elizabeth uh, Hargraves game, based on Butterfly Migration. Yep. Just got that today. Haven't uh, even cracked it open yet, but probably we'll bring that. We can give it a try, maybe. Uh, also picked up Century, Gollum Edition, Eastern Mountains. Uh, so I add that to my Century Gollums side of that game. And I picked up the Golden Girls Funko Pop strategy game. Okay. The, the uh, second with, Yeah, set. with uh, uh, B. Arthur's character and her mom, Sophia, which I can't remember the actress who played that role, but got that. So those are my main acquires for games. Okay. Beyond games, I picked up two caps. Okay. Uh, always have kind of wanted them. I've been a big, I'm a history buff. I was a history minor in college. Uh, so I picked up a Civil War Kepi that was in blue and a Civil War Kepi that was in gray. A Kepi is the field hat, the basic soldier's cap, the squashed ones that you see. So you're a spy? Yeah. I'll okay. work on both sides. I'll work for both sides. Okay. Um, but no, I, I just always wanted those. They were fairly inexpensive. Village Hat Shop had them, and they are really, really fast in their delivery. I think I ordered them on Friday, and I had them sitting on my porch when I got home on Monday. You say fairly inexpensive. What do you mean by that? $12.95 piece. Really? Yeah. They're really wow. not very expensive at all. Okay. So, I'll check yeah, that out. What, really what was cool. the website? Villagehatshop.com. Okay. Cool. I believe they also have a store in somewhere on the East Coast, but their delivery has always been really quick. I've gotten some very cool caps from hats from them. Uh, my uh, felt top hats from them. My boulders are all from them. I have a... Uh, Breaking Bad style uh, pork pie hat that I love to wear, and I've been I wore that I've worn that here quite a few times. Uh, that I wear a lot. I got a fez from them. I bought a Jughead beanie from them um, with the you know with the the jagged top. Um, yeah, that's it. Now guess what you're gonna have on your Facebook feed all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding, and it won't just be Village Hat Shop. It'll be all kinds of hat companies. All right. But it's fine because hats are cool, and I know you're a hat guy too. Uh, I got a pith helmet from them at one point. Um, and then the last thing I acquired were some Funko Pops. And the only one I can really remember that I bought is uh, Bluto from uh, Bluto Blutarski from uh, Animal House in the Toga. I already had him wearing the college T-shirt. Yeah, but this time I, I found him with it. And it was like a buy one or buy three, get one free. So I have three others that I can't remember what I bought. They were, I think, all television pops, though. Okay. So, and I'll I'll look at them when I get home, and I'll and we'll talk about them next week. How about you? What did you acquire? Uh, well, I things, picked up uh, yeah a few things. So, sitting in front of you are yeah. the something wild, the, the yeah, pop, which are um, weird, weirdly which Funko is, Pop related. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a card game, a uh, lot like Rummy, 
Yep. But they come with a little uh, miniature Funko Pop character. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to build sets, and you have a power. And so you can... Um, the, looks... There's different sets. There, I So I picked this up for my wife yeah. uh, for oh, yeah. our anniversary. Nice. Because our anniversary is on Monday. Well, it looks like most of these are Disney related. They're all Disney. Yeah. Yep, it is, it is a Disney thing. So there is the uh, Princess, which is basically Little Mermaid. We've got the Mickey and Friends, the Aladdin, the Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Toy Story, and the Villains set. Ooh, cool. So uh, I got her the entire lineup. Uh, I went to Dragon's Den, picked up a couple games, and they had these all behind the counter. And so I, I had to get every one of them. The Mickey Mouse one, I think I might have to get in, and I might want to get the Nightmare Before Christmas and possibly the Aladdin. The one. Aladdin one was cool for me because it had Genie. Yeah, and that the cool so, thing is it is the it is the um, the Robin Williams, Robin Williams Genie, yeah. not the uh, Will Smith Genie. Yes, so I liked Will Smith too, but nobody beats Robin Williams. No, nobody beat beats him. him. Yep. Can't beat him. So uh, I picked those up. Uh, I, I got uh, my first Stone Age well, I bet you because it's ages like six and up, yeah. and uh-huh. so I figured, okay, so we usually play these these uh, simpler games, and then we've been playing the Haba, you know, the my yep. first. So I figured, okay, let's let's step it up one more step, and let's go with my first Stone Age, and then we can go from like the my first Ticket Ride and, and that yeah. kind of stuff. Plus, she's really into gaming; she really likes games with her dad, and so I like Stone Age. Oh, it's so a great game. let's. I want to see if we can transition her into that. I think you so. can, and I it's it's a sneaky way to teach her worker placement. Oh games. yes, so there you go. Uh, I also picked up King Me from uh, Ravensburger. That one looks good. I love Ravensburger games. So. Uh, I I've been on the fence about this one for a while, and we just went to Target. Um, I typically, I don't hold, buy a whole lot of games from Target, yeah. but every once in a while they get these Target exclusives, and yep. it's like, well, okay, so. This was not a Target exclusive, but it was nine bucks. Yeah, you can't so, beat that deal. No, it was one that been on the fence. Like, well, it's it's basically checkers, yeah. with a twist. Yeah, and so for nine bucks, I figured, okay, I'm gonna pick it up. I also picked up the latest expansion for Exploding Kittens. Um, so we played Exploding Kittens yes, quite did. a while ago, yeah. and that was with the cone of shame. Yeah, that was fun. Where you forget there which, might be a whose turn it is somewhere. <laughs> Of you wearing the cone? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> well, see, that's where this is fun because <laughs> there is a cat hat. Oh, nice! So it's <laughs> there's a there's a hat that you wear that is in the shape of a cat with a t-shirt on. All right, it says, "I do what I want." <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> and so this is the expansion called Barking Kittens, with including a game-changing wearable cat crown. Uh, so I picked that one up, and then the last of my acquisitions is the Office Space game. And so this is a game that you play at work. And so uh, just reading on the back of it, so when the boss isn't looking, which I'm the boss. So there you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, you deal out six mission cards to everyone that wants to play, and then you just you try to trick the other players into completing three of your missions. So it, it looks fun. Um, it comes with the miniature red uh, Milton stapler. Uh, comes with some flare stickers, and uh, just it looks like a lot of fun. It was, I think, it was under twenty dollars. So cool. I picked that one up. I'm a big fan of Office Space oh, and the movie. movie, and just anytime I see anything related to that, I always grab it. Um, there was a while back that I had picked up an Office Space box, and it came with the Jump to Conclusions mat. 
Okay. And that was the mat that the guy that got hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was always looking on the bright side of things. Yeah. It's like, I can't move, but, you know, I'm in a wheelchair and, and I don't have to work. Literally in a full body cast. Yep. Yeah. So. A little, known, was... little known fact about this movie, the character of Milton had a red stapler. Swingline did not produce red staplers. Wow. They made this specially for the movie. Since then, of course, they do make red staplers. I have one on my desk at work, and I actually have a little Milton pop right next to him, and I've taken pictures of it a couple times. I feel like you would be the modern-day Milton. Well... I feel like if someone takes your stapler, you're probably going to build a stapler, building. I would, I would burn the building down, okay. so don't take my red stapler. Don't I do it, guys. My red stapler. Um, I, on the other hand, I think if I got fired, would know it. And boy, <laughs> and boy so would everybody else after that. But. That's rather odd, because you've... You've been fired for quite some time now. Oh, you weird, just keep going, keep going in going and into work and doing my job, and they give me money. No, yeah. they give me money oh, still. They yeah. haven't canceled that. They'll take care of that yeah, eventually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for twenty five years, I've been fired. That's weird. No, anyway. No. So no, I just because I just thought that was interesting. I did not realize until because I actually kind of looked after I first saw the movie to see if there were red sapers. I don't believe you can actually get them in stores. I think you actually have to order them from an office supply store. Because, you know, my supply person found them, and I said, well, could you get a red one? She says, yeah, they actually have a red one, so I got one. Wow, aren't you special? Yeah, I am actually a little bit. So, I didn't want to say anything. In more ways than one, yeah. A little salty and cringy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, that's just my little known fact about Office Space, is that that red stapler didn't exist until that movie came out. Oh, wow. And I have one, and I have a little Milton Pop figure next to it. Pretty cool. Yep. A little obsessive, but yeah, okay, we get it. All right. So what did we play? We didn't do do a lot of gaming this week. Well, I also got one more acquisition. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about the other yes, ones. I, I got a pop vinyl. I see that. Is um, that... Of Gambit. Cool. From the 90s. Oh, man. So I, I was a big fan of the 90s X-Men cartoon. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I read the comics growing up and everything. But the, uh, the Gambit from the 90s cartoon was awesome. Yeah. And so I saw that at Walmart today, and I picked it up. So It's very surprising to me, because I don't think Gambit was a part of many of the movies, was he? No. He was, yeah. a, he was a very small, uh, if you blink, you miss him. He was supposedly, there is an Easter egg in X-Men 2, X-Men United, and he is, when the Strikers team is, is storming Mansion, right. he is robbing. He's, he's a thief. Yeah. And so, if if in one of the scenes, if you miss him, he's gone. But he didn't really come into play until X Men Origins, and that was, uh, yeah, it was uh, Wolverine, the first one. Yeah, I was gonna say, and that I, was it. I know he was in a little bit of and one of the Wolverine was, ones. He was good. Yeah. Um, I I felt like they could have done him a little bit better, but I was I was satisfied with he at least had the staff. He had the cards, yeah. and, and that was that was the cool part when he got the cards out and blasted Wolverine into a wall. Yeah. The thing about the X-Men movies to me is they screwed things up pretty badly in a couple of different ways. The way they handled Deadpool was horrible. I think that's Fox for you. The only thing they did right was get Ryan Reynolds to play the role. Yeah. Started off great, turned him into a just stupid character. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, and then I like the fact that Ryan Reynolds just went, you know what, let's do this right. And then the no, same I thing... No, I love the fact that he made fun of oh, that movie. Oh, God, that, that was movie. so great. But then the other thing is I've always heard, and I've always been hearing, that they were going to make a standalone Gambit movie, 
But yeah. they've either not been able to find the right actor to play the role, or they Channing gotten, Tatum was in the line yeah. for that for quite some time. Or they I had don't know if I could see that. I because my vision of Gambit is not Channing Tatum. Well, he's I like su- Channing Tatum. He's a surprisingly better actor than you would think. But you gotta have somebody that can at least talk like a Cajun. Yeah, and I think that he could have probably handled that, quite honestly. But yeah, I would have liked... There were a few names that they mentioned, and I honestly can't remember who I'd have to look it up. And if they, did a, if they did a Gambit movie, I would like them to do it like they did Deadpool. Yeah. He's got to wear the suit. Right. Yep. That To me, that that was the embodiment of Gambit. You know, the he had that kind of purplish and yeah. black suit, the, yep. the black that went up around his head. Yep, the red. And I just... Sunglasses or whatever. It no, was. he had the eyes. Yeah. The eyes would kind of turn red. Yeah. And you know, you just you got to have certain things right. And I think they nailed the Deadpool movie. Oh, really nailed the Deadpool movie. But I would like to see something like that. Something yeah. a little bit more comic bookish, but not so far out there that it's not believable. Right. Like they're doing with the Marvel movies. You yeah. can do the outfits. They've proven that you can do yep. the costumes without making them cheesy. Right. And so that's Gambit. You know, my favorites for the X-Men were Gambit, Beast, and Wolverine. Yeah. Those and are... those were my three favorites. I, I absolutely loved them. Beast, in my opinions, they they did not do it justice in the X-Men movies, whether it be the prequels or whatever you want to call it, the I new universe. I kind of like Kelsey Grammer as Beast, I liked but... him, but he, he was not... He was more of a politician beast yeah, he was, than a scientist beast. Well, he was very intellectual, but yeah, he did. Tend if you to, could take the two different beasts, yeah, and put them together as Kelsey Grammer, I think that would have been better. Yeah, I thought he looked the role. I liked the fight scenes with with yeah. him. I thought those were really good, but the politician beast beast in the comics would never have been a politician. Yeah. Well, not so. quite honestly that he was as good as he was surprised the crap out of me. Because oh yeah. It seemed like he was too old to play the part. Well, but you think about it, if the old comics, the nineties comics, the nineties cartoons, Kelsey Grammer was actually a really good pick for that because he is intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. And that's beast to right. the T. It's just, he's scientific and not a politician. That's where yeah. they kind of went the wrong way on him. Although but they, it was cool. They I, I him, liked the whole beast look. Yeah, and they the had him one... doing some scientific things. I mean, he was, yeah. to, he was trying to figure out how not to be the beast. In the second of... movies, yeah. the little one. See, and that's, again, where you get the timelines. Yeah. So, so that's why I say you take well, both that's... of them, you merge them together, and then you got beast. Don't even really want to talk about how they screwed all that up. Uh, I still haven't even seen the new... Well, I think I did. The... Dark Phoenix. I think I it fell asleep. It. I have not it. seen it. Yeah, I have not seen it. I chose not to. Well, maybe I have it. I, I do. Was it sure. the Game of Thrones chick that plays? Yes. Fine. Sansa whatever. Sansa some... Stark. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Uh, whatever. Let's not keep the same actor or actresses playing the parts anymore. Let's just stop doing that and let anybody want it. I don't care. Well, my just... thing is, you've already told the story of Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And you messed that up. Yeah, they did. And I'm, I'm just, and I like the X Men. I just was never as into the X Men as my friends were. I was more of a Okay, and I've talked about this before, I think. Maybe not here, but I've talked about the fact. My comic books were the humorous stuff. I liked I liked the war comics. I liked uh, the old... Um, uh, who did Nick Fury? Yeah, Nick Fury. The old Nick Fury, but it was the World War II version of Nick Fury. I liked Richie Rich, Casper, uh, Hot Stuff, The Little Devil. I liked all those things for some reason. I still have a huge collection of Richie Rich comics. Um, those were my favorites when I was a kid. I liked... Uh, 
I did collect some superheroes. Shazam was one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, Nova was one of my favorites. Luke Cage, uh, Power Man was one of my favorites. An old, old comic called uh, Prez, which is about a teenage president, was one of my favorites. But And I still have most of those comics, but I just wasn't a big... Everybody else I knew was a huge X-Men fan. Mm-hmm. And I like Spider-Man, and I like Captain Marvel, and or Captain America, like, rather. You know, it was it was one of the first big team-ups. Oh, yeah, it was huge. and Because I, I, you had the Fantastic Four. Yeah. But as far as a wide, diverse team-up... Yeah, and I liked the Fantastic Four quite a bit. Um, I also liked the horror comics, you know, the Twilight Zone and the... Werewolf uh, by Night? Werewolf by Night oh, was yeah. great. I liked Swamp Thing. I liked mm-hmm. a lot of those, so... I wasn't a superhero guy. I still am not. I, I tend, when I buy comics, and I stop buying comics just because it got out of hand a little bit, um, I tended to be more of an independent comic guy. I got onto Walking Dead almost immediately. Mm-hmm. guy who runs a comic shop in town here suggested it, and I went, yeah, it looks okay. I like zombie stuff. Read the first issue, and I bought every issue since then. Wow. Still have them. Um, started watching the TV show. Yeah. Got to a certain point where they diversed too much from the comic, and I went, nope, done. See, I never read the comic, but it got to a point in the show where I just lost interest. Yeah, I think that happened with a lot of people, quite honestly. A lot of people. Only, okay, so the scene where, and spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, where they kill off Glenn, happened in the comics. Yeah. But they also then killed off a couple other people, and it's like, those people are still alive in the comic. Yeah. As far as I knew, because by then I wasn't reading them as much. I was just buying them and putting them in a box waiting to read them. <laughs> yeah. Because you get, I mean, you get to a certain point. That's what I was talking about getting out of hand. I had yep. so many comics that I couldn't keep up. Kind of like board games. A little bit. Yeah. Like board games. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's anything else besides the pop that you acquired? Nope, that's it. It's, and so, uh, back to what we were playing. We, yeah. Weekend for yeah. anniversary stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is this, this weekend coming This weekend. Up? Oh, this, man. Like, currently this weekend. Gotcha. So, so when's the actual anniversary? Monday. Well, there you go. You yep. guys got married on, was he married on Labor Day? Labor Day weekend. Okay, so, yep. yeah, just happened to be, okay. Because, yeah, it's always on a Monday. But, um, yep. Played 5-2-1-1. Azul. Azul, yeah. Yeah. It's, played it's that a number of times Fun again. card game. It is really a good card Which game. I did not win. Any of the four times no, we played. No, in fact, I think... But I really enjoyed it. I might have won once, and I think Randy won the rest of them. No, Kim won one, you Kim won one, one, and, and Randy, Randy won, won two. like two. Yeah. Yep. And, it is, and the one time he played that he won, he did he it did blind. He did not look at his cards. He just shook them, or he got Randomly. five cards. Uh, it just worked out in his favor. Set them down, it was, flipped them. Now, if he ever tried that again, who knows if it would work. Yeah. But in that case, it was, it was, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was yep. really fun, and I... Yeah, that game. That game. Uh, it's weird. I didn't think it would be that fun, and it turned out to be the game we played probably the most over the last two weekends. Yeah. Actually, um, so we played that again, and we've already rated it, so we yep. don't need to rate it again. Uh, we finally got uh, Century Gollum Edition Eastern Mountains played. Yep. Turns out, <laughs> it is exactly the same game, except for Gollum themed as the second. Century Spice game. Yeah. Weirdly enough. I did not. I thought I had read somewhere that they were going to make a different game. Yes, you were very adamant about that. I was. I, 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 I was let very you go wrong with it. about that. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why is 
I didn't see them putting that much effort or time into making a completely different game. I was really hoping they would. But it would have been cool. But you know, seeing that they oh, they made exactly, exactly the same game the same damn for the game. first one, and I am guessing that they're going to do that for the third one, which yeah. is coming out I think next month. Which or weirdly like that. enough, you have I now have two copies of the same game. Of same game, different, different themes, different themes. Which somebody I can't remember who skins. said they were just pasted on themes. They are basically just, <laughs> yeah. well, considering that okay, in the spice version of it, it's an ocean, and in the with Gollum edition cubes. with cubes, but it's an ocean. Yeah, and in the Gollum edition, it's mountains. Yep, with pretty crystals. With crystals, yeah, that are pretty. It's the same damn game. Much better. Same game. Anyway. So that's the two that we got in. Yep. And then we also did combine, but Joe did not play, uh, the Gollum, first Gollum game and the second Gollum game played that. Yeah. It was actually pretty I, just, fun. I wasn't feeling it after yeah. the first two games. And I understand so, that. You know, it, sometimes you just get tired. Well, and you had others. You were, you were working on this. I was. I was working, working on, on this show. some other yeah marketing stuff. And you, were, whatnot, so. you were putting in the work. I was putting in the work while you're having fun. Yeah. Yep. But, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so why don't we talk a little bit about Century uh, Gollum Eastern Mountains? Yeah, I liked that game. I liked it quite a bit. Um, but, of course, I would because I like Century Spice, whatever that one's called. Um, Gollum? I, it's not, no, Century Spice version, which is like Seas or something, something about Seas. It's basically the same game. Uh, essentially, you're trying to cross, in this case, mountains uh, to... Do your trades of your crystals to get port, or not ports, what do they call them, villages. Yep. To get victory points on the villages. Uh, so instead of turning them in for cards. You're, you're, you're going to a village and turning them into. Certain crystals. you got to have a yeah. certain color of crystals, and, and you have to get and those. The, and points. Points vary. Those. I think there's, I don't remember how many tiles there are for villages, but the first five include, or the first six include an X that when that one's pulled, it, it takes the place of the one that you purchase. That was interesting for and me. And that keeps moving. Yeah. Uh, and so when you go to the next one, somebody claims that the X moves to there. I like that because then you just can't just sit right. there. It keeps you from, although somebody tried that and was relatively successful doing it, just saying, he stayed within about a tile or two of that oh. spot and kept going right back to it. But anyway... And it, it did work. I noticed it, but well, I, I, uh, I don't think I won either game. But no. uh, I did. I didn't do horrible. No, um, no, and it's so and it's it's you, a, you're picking up and delivering. It's, it's what it it's is. Pick up and delivery, yeah. basically, and then uh, uh, resource management a little yep. bit. But you don't have cards to deal with. So when you combine the two games, still have the pretty crystals. You still have the pretty crystals and the cool golem art. Uh, when you combine the two, you do add the cards, so you have a different choice with the cards. You don't try and get the the scoring cards anymore you're still trying to get the villages but the cards now add a turn something you can do in your turn and they're also your way of moving okay so in other other words you can play a card for say two yellow crystals or whatever whatever the lowest crystal is yellow is the lowest yes yellow basically it's yellow green blue and pink yeah so basically you play you have a card that the first two cards you have are one to get two yellow crystals and one to convert a crystal twice or two crystals once. Okay. Which is the same starting hand you have in the first game. So basically, if you choose to do that, you lay the card down face up. If you want to move your caravan or whatever they call it, you can either take a card out of your hand and place it face down and move one 
space per card that you use, or you can use the card you previously played and flip it, and but you can't use that card again, and you can't use any card that you place face down. Oh. So now you have that as an option. You have the other options that are normally available in the regular game, and then you have an option of resting where you pick up all your cards. You also have an option of taking cards off the row because they do add the row again for okay. for different cards. So you can com- you can get crystals or convert crystals in different ways when you combine both games. It's a lot of fun. Um, Century Golem Edition Eastern Mountain. What do you give that one? Average Joe. Yeah. Um, I actually I would, enjoyed the card game more. Yeah, the card game is a lot of fun. I guess I what is what is? Could you have my rating for? Uh, yes, I do. For Century Golem. Yeah, you gave it a Joe Tacular. Yeah, I think probably Smoking Joe. Not, you gonna go with Smoking Joe? I'm on gonna this? go with a Smoking Joe. Okay. I'm not gonna go with Joe Tacular. I like it. I like it combined, and I do like all three of them combined because I played it. I played the Spice version. With all three. I, I enjoyed this one, but it just seemed a little bit more fiddly. Uh, yeah, kind of. Part of it, again, is your group that you're playing with a little bit. Right. Um, but it's... Uh, it might might go up in the ranks, but for right now, it's an average joke. Yeah, and I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah, it's it's a low smoking joke for me. Okay. Uh, but I like I liked the game. I like it quite a bit. So the average Joe Jovian rating scale goes from negative 10 to 6. Negative 10 is an island dice, meaning it's not really a game. Uh, Number one would be a Joe Blow. A Joe Blow to us is just a game that we don't like. We don't want to play it. Find somebody else. A number two is a Joe Mama. It's okay. Um, It's not a game that we would typically want to play. But if you need to find a player, okay. We probably know how to play it. Uh, A three is an average Joe. Average Joe is a good game. It's a game that you'll play when it comes out to the table. It's not one that you necessarily need to own, but it's just your average game. It's a good game. Four is a Smoking Joe. It's almost a knockout. It's it's a great game. You probably want it in your collection. It's one that you want to get to the table more. It's one that you will definitely play when somebody asks. A Joe Tacular is a number five. That is one of your favorites. It's it's a game that is probably on your shelf already. And a number six is your Joe Almighty. That is your Excalibur, your holy grail of games. That is your favorite game of all time. Mine is Borgata, and Tom's is Euphoria. Okay, what and else did you play? I also played a game called QE, which I can't... It's oh, yeah. Yep. Quantitative Easing. From BoardGameTables.com. Yep. And it's essentially a bidding game um, where you are a country trying to rescue your economy by bidding on industries. Uh, I think it's housing, agriculture, uh, uh, manufacturing, and I forget what the other one is, but there's four. Uh, Each of the tiles is worth a certain number of points. You get points in various different ways. You can bid zero once per round and i think it plays one two three i want to say it plays four rounds okay and each round consists of everybody being an auctioneer once and then it goes to the next round anyway uh, there's various ways to score with uh bidding zero gets you two points each time you do it you can only do it once per round um 
points on the cards on the tiles. But, but the essential, the auctioneer basically flips a tile. Say it's a three-point Chinese manufacturing company. Okay. I will take my card and I'll say, well, my initial bid is going to be, and the, there's no guideline for what your what your numbers are. So it could be a trillion dollars. It could be. So I, first game we played, I or said, it could be one dollar, Bob. $25 and threw it out there. Everybody else bids secretly, lays it face down. I look at all their bids, pick the one that's the highest, write it on the back of the the tile that we're bidding on, and place it face down so they can't see it, and hand back the tile to the person who won the bid, along with everybody else's tile. So you have an idea of what you bid okay, based on what I bid. So you kind of maybe know a little bit about, okay, they had to bid higher, have bid higher than I did. So you're getting an idea of what people bid. So we went around the first time everything was around between 25 maybe 75 100 dollars that was what we did um i ended up winning that game uh the person who scores who spent the most money is out so i i only bought like three tiles out of the four rounds and i spent the least amount of money but i bought smart and had my points things so the second game we play i somehow became the first player again and this time i decided Okay, I'm just going to go for it. And I bid the first tile I got out there, I bid $625. Well, the other three people playing just all went zero. So at that point, I'm sitting on $625, and everybody's laughing because they're going to go, yeah, we're just going to bid 10 15 25 that kind of thing, and you're going to be screwed because there's no way in four rounds we're going to get up there. So at that point, my strategy became, screw it. I'm just going to buy every single tile that comes out. And everybody kind of realized that they're not going to have anything, which means they're going to have zero points. And even though I'm going to lose because I spent the most money, nobody's going to win because a tie goes to nobody. So eventually they started bidding the same way I had bid. And at some point I realized what was happening and stopped bidding and ended up having the lowest amount of money spent and the most points in one. So it worked out really well for me. I thought that was pretty fun. It was a great game. Everybody thought that was hilarious. Because they were initially going to screw me, and that turned out not to be how, how that worked out. So, okay. I, I think it's a game you would like quite a bit. It's one I've been wanting to check out for a while. Uh, I don't know how you feel about bidding games or how anybody feels I'm about bidding games. I'm not a big games. fan of them. It really comes down to who you're playing with yeah. for me, for and a bidding it, game. In this case, it just happened to be the right group that thought it would be funny to mess with me. And then when it turned out, it looked like it was gonna. I was messing back real hard. Okay, now we're serious about it. We're going to play. Okay. And it turned out really fun. So my rating on that one is also probably a Smoke and Joe. A low Smoke and Joe again. It would be right on the edge of, you know, if I had, if, if we hadn't played it a couple times, it might have stayed an average Joe. It was a little confusing to start with, trying to figure out the mechanics. It's basically a three- to five-player game. You cannot play it with two people at all, or it's, there's no solo variant. Um, but it was really fun, and it's uh, it was just... Well, I mean, I think the solo variant would be a split personality. Yeah, that would probably be how it works. So you and I could do it. Yeah. Somehow. But anyway. No, it was uh it was a lot of fun. So yeah, like I say, it's a low low smoking smoking Joe, but it was okay. it was pretty good. So that's pretty much all I played. Just that? Just uh, those two games? Well then we played Clank Legacy. We did get okay. the, we did get the what they call the X game played, which is the game that you discover as you play. Not to spoil anything, but Turns out you're supposed to play that when you discover it. We so you not. finished that game now? We did. Yeah, okay. we're finished. So what would you rate Clank Legacy? Well, again, I guess this version of it, I'm going to give a, a uh, 
Uh, it's definitely a Joe Tacular. Uh, the version that I, we, I just finished is definitely a Joe Tacular. Um, we'll see how it goes with our version. Right now, it's right up there in the Joe Tacular range. Okay. I think that if we play it, we're playing it so differently, though. It's very difficult to judge. I mean, we've, and I think we've had a ton of fun playing it. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to me. It's been interesting to see how. I mean, I don't want to murder you afterwards. No. So I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, which is a good thing. Yep. I I pr- appreciate that, but one. <laughs> but the the main thing is, it's just so odd, and this is maybe the whole thing about a legacy game is when you play this with a different group, it's a different experience. It's a different game, and it's been fun both ways. So now, when you say different game, because uh, we've had a few listeners kind of weigh in on this. Yeah. What do you mean by a different game? Is it is it essentially the same storyline, but it is, it's kind of yeah. like a choose your own adventure? You it might is. not have all of the elements that come out in, exactly. same, in both games. Exactly. That okay. is what it is. I mean, we've had we've had some things that came out that I never saw in the other game. Okay. Same with this other game. I've had some things come out there that we haven't seen. But you either. do have some similarities. Crossover. There's a lot of similarities. Because yeah. it's it is the same story, but you might branch off in a different right. way. Yep. Okay. And different um, patrons come out. Okay. In fact, I think we've had one patron here that I've that I have not seen in the other game. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I don't remember how we got that patron. Well, what caused it? Um, I believe we have one patron. From that game that we will see, okay, but we haven't yet. Interesting. And we're at close. We're close to that. So, and the weird thing is, I can sort Does of. Does the forget. board kind of end up? I mean, where no, the, stickers... the board's different. No, oh, okay. The, okay. The locations of the because it's, okay when you're picking, what is it called the, uh, uh, the things that zap you to the pyramid? Oh, the portals or yeah, the waypoints. The, por- the way well, the, yeah, I think that's what they're. But anyway, when you pick those. You picked it differently, say, than I did when I was at the other game. We okay. Maybe picked this. We maybe got to the same point, but you were down on the bottom right hand part of the board. I was on the middle left hand part of the oh, board. Oh, okay. So instead of when so when I look at the board that we just got done with, mm-hmm. that's where the one that is on our right side is. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, that's different. So you, and it's just it's really interesting to see how that's been playing out. Cool. Okay. The board is different. Yeah, the board is laid out differently. Okay. Which is well, very hopefully cool. that answers some of our listeners' questions. Yeah. Because we had a couple. Couple that asked about that of is it a different game as an experience or is it a different game as a, it's the same storyline or is it just kind of branched off and, it's, it's, and that's it's the same storyline that branched off a little bit. The other thing that's different is the groups that I'm playing with. You know, I, I think our group at this table is less cutthroat. We are, yep. Than the group I was we also have, previously. Uh, well, I mean, what, my wife and Amanda. Yeah, they're and, not. And Amanda is, is fairly new to games. She's she's, she's very good. She's good, yeah. but she's she's fairly new to yeah. the, the gaming world, and so we're not as cutthroat. Right. And same with with Jess is is she's she's not new per se to the gaming world, no. but she's not a veteran of these these more complex games. Correct. Well, and I think we're more. Competitively cooperative. If it was just me and you, I mean, I, I oh, would have left you for dead long. Yeah, I would. Yeah, every time one of yeah. us would be lying in the heap at the bottom of it, the, it'd be the bottom. I would drag board. your body to the oh, bottom yeah, and then just leave you. Yeah, I'd go yeah. as shallowly as I could go and get back up there just to roll the, just to pull the cubes. Just wow, to, just to whack you. But oh, okay, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's yep. a, it's a ton of fun. So we're gonna create Clank Mafia. No. Clank Mafia. Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be uh, who can make it farther into the middle of town. Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, I think the, the weird part with this other group was that 
there were two of us essentially that were trying to get as deep as we could to, to explore this stuff because yep. a lot of the stuff is deep. And inevitably, one of us would get down, get their thing, and go back up. And then that person's whole fun for them was pulling cubes and trying to kill us all. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was interesting. We finally convinced that person that they, well, first of all, the one game, you don't have a choice. But we finally convinced that person that it's a lot more fun to explore and find out what's going on. And that's what we do here, basically. Mm-hmm. We explore uh, Sometimes I, think, I forget about the artifacts and yeah. I just go for well, the waypoints. Well, I want to read that story. Right. What we compete for is trying to get to the story points. Yep. Here at this yep. board. At this board. In that game, the competition for a couple of people was to get their artifact and get their asses out of the out of the dungeon, and then kill us. Okay. And try and get more points. The weird thing is, I ended up with a total of most points in that game. Even really? Though I wow. did not win. I didn't win more than one or two times. But I had more points just because I got up out of there. So at the end of the game, were you the victor then? With points? Or how does how do they determine I, a victor? I honestly can't figure it out. Okay. I think that because the other thing, there's a few things. We'll figure it out when we get there, and I don't want to give too much away. But there's a few things that determine. I think everybody's basically the victor, honestly. Well, it is essentially a co- cooperative a- game. Competitive, cooperative game. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, it's, it's, I mean, you want to be the essential winner. Yeah, but you're working as a team. You are a team. By points, I won by another stat. Somebody else won by another stat. I think that same person won. I mean, okay, and and it was obvious that if that was the if those are the two stats, that person was going to win it. But is it, it who's a, the spotlight? Yeah, I think that was okay. it. Yeah, basically who's the spotlight person and plus the number of stars that you'll get. Oh, okay. Um, but it's but if you just went by straight points, I actually had more points than anybody else. And I wasn't even trying to. Oh. I I did but like I said, my goal was generally to get down as low as I can go, which is where the big point things are, the big point artifacts, and then try to get back up. And I got back up a couple times with two artifacts because I'd gotten a backpack and I usually was able to get a canoe or a or pickaxe so that I could get places fast. Okay. Um, and then I really tried hard to get some of the higher point stuff. Um, and then I get my goal at that point would be just to get above ground so that at least my points would count. I might not get my mug or whatever it is for 20 points, but at least I would be above ground and get my points counted. Whereas this other person would do the same sort of thing I did, but he ended up not getting above ground and not getting his points. He'd still get his, uh, status as the employee of the month, or whatever the, that's called. I can't remember. You said it just a few minutes ago. And so he ended up with more of those than anybody else. But I was fine with the fact that we all got to kind of find stuff out in the story. And that's what I like about the group that we play with here is that we're getting the story out. Okay. And the story is cool. The story is actually cool. And it's a little different here than it was there. Cool. And I like that. So. Tana's Tasty Treasures Bakery will be selling all kinds of freshly baked goodies on Sunday, September 13th from 10 to 2 at City Limits in Manitowoc for their Sunday Fun Day event. She will have cakes, pies, cookies, bars, sweetbreads, cake pops, and handcrafted items will also be available for sale. Come and check it out from 10 to 2 on Sunday, September 13th. Okay. So we have a winner for oh, yeah. our latest giveaway, which was Zorro, the dice game. And I, like I said earlier, they're going to love those really fancy metal dice. And... Yeah, not the version. Oh, we're that's away. not the version we're giving away. Okay, sorry. No, nice sorry try. about that winner. Nice try. 
Uh, so our winner, we had uh, we had twelve entries. Yep, which is uh, pretty so, convenient with a twelve sided dice right in front of us. Yep. So thank you for for all of you that that uh, took the time to email us. Uh, Jennifer Freet Fretties 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 Fretties. Uh, apologize yeah. if I slaughtered your last that. name. Uh, you're the winner. I'll get a hold of you, and we'll give that game out to you. That's so, a pretty good game. Too. Yes, really good. It's a uh, it's a fun. It was a surprising game. I yes, think it I was, was a surprise. Really surprised at how fun it was, and part, big part of it's the dice. A uh, theme for me. The, yeah, theme and dice. I like just, the Zorro theme. It was very so. cool. Yep. Enjoy and they, it. And they held on to it real well. They. Uh, so our next giveaway is going to be. I, I kickstarted these uh, just a couple months ago. I already, I got them in the mail yesterday. Pretty so, good. Uh, they are tin twenties, and that is a foldable. 20-sided die that you can keep in your wallet or purse. And so they come in a case it's a, uh, like a sleeve. It looks like a credit card, basically. Yes, it, it, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And when I saw these, I'm like, well, that's interesting. And so you punch it out of the, in the middle of this card and then it has little tabs. You fold it in and it's a 20-sided die. And so you can always carry a 20-sided die with you even... Yeah, it's not convenient. Yep, so, so you can go in your wallet. Instead of, you know, having an actual die with you that you sit down on or whatever yeah. jams into your And leg. those are uncomfortable, trust me. I carry a six, a couple six-sides with me everywhere I go, and every once in a while. Well, this is, this is a, fun. It's from uh, Mithril Armory. Yep. And it is a tin, 20-sided die. It's got That's instructions foldable. on how to build it on the back. Yep. And it's got some nearly unreadable text that somehow <laughs> Joe read. I don't know. Okay, it says... Wallet-sized, foldable, metal, 20-sided die. Yeah, I don't... I. It's just gray, blurry lines to me. Yep. But, yeah. Uh, so it must so, be the cataracts you're setting in. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> or the fact All right, so if you want to enter in to win that, we will send it out. Free shipping. It's our, our treat to our listeners. Uh, all you have to say is roll with it. Roll with it. Yep. All right, so our uh, next item on the block... Is we had a couple questions from uh, Robert, and uh, he was curious about our last episode. He wanted to know, <laughs> which I really enjoyed this. He was wondering uh, that since I have a couple characters in a couple different games, because I have oh yeah which yeah yeah yeah. I don't. Ha- I we didn't talk about all of the characters no, that I'm in because I'm actually in Dinosaur Duel or Dino Duel. Yeah. Which um, they average Joeosaurus in there, <laughs> and I'm a little dinosaur sitting at a computer doing a podcast. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see here. I feel like there's another one I'm forgetting about. So there's at least three three games. Um, well, and eventually oh, in Goblin yeah, I Grapple. Guess, yes, if we ever do actually get Goblin Grapple, there's Joe Gublinski. Yeah, eventually that'll ha- <laughs> so, that'll happen. So that was the fourth one. I was trying to remember what go, the yeah. other one was. Well, I knew which one it was. I just didn't want to bring it up in case you got yeah you know, teary eyed. Thanks, thanks for that, yeah. you uh, monster. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, uh, he was wondering that uh, the characters, if they were uh, various Joes of all the same person, like as in Farmer Joe was once a brutal mafia enforcer who left the mob to live in the rest rest of his life in peace. I like where you're going with I that. I do kind of like that one. Yes. Yeah. Um, or are they twins, triplets, etc.? Here's the true story about this. Okay. Okay. It's a multiverse. That's what I was going to say. Yes. It's a multiverse. Situation. It is the same Joe in a different universe. Yep. One was a brutal mafia boss that ran a construction company or a, a waste well, management company. Does. Still yes. does. Yeah. 
And then the other one is just, he's a rancher. He's a rancher. But you don't want to cross him. No, because he's got a little brutality. Yeah, he'll take you out. And then there's the and then Joe there's in this the, yeah. universe. And then there's the uh, the Joe average Joeosaurus, yeah, which he's he's a dinosaur. Yeah. I mean, he's, he does an awesome podcast. It's where evolution stopped. Yeah, and dinosaurs became intelligent. Yep. So um, <laughs> that's, that was, that's my idea. That was my They're theory all, as well. And it's, someday, it's a multiverse situation. something something's going to happen, and then the multiverse is going to combine, and then all the Joes are going to team up. Wow, they should make a movie about something like that. They should. It'd be cool. I wonder if that yeah. instead of just an average Joe, maybe they could use a superhero. It's sometime. the Joeverse. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they can use a Enter superhero. Enter the Joeverse. Instead. Yeah, that works. Yeah. That works. Okay. I'm I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might get sued. I how? <laughs> Enter the Joeverse? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Completely different. It is. Much like Century Gollum and no, Century Spice not Road. they're different at all. They're exactly the same game. Oh, oh hey, so <laughs> I also went, uh, I took my wife and daughter out to eat today. Okay. And uh, we went to Puerto Veritos. Nice. And uh, we're on the east side of town here. Which is exactly the same as Taco Ooh. Bell, if I remember right. No, it's oh, completely no, different. Jeez. That I know is That different. is authentic Mexican cuisine, a, yes, sir. I know that is a different deal. And they are awesome there. Great, great place to eat. And so I got myself some enchiladas. Nice. I had some uh, homemade salsa. I wonder what that smell some, was. When I came it was out. great. <laughs> um, but what I had to drink was a Roy Rogers. Okay. Do you know who else like Roy Rogers? I can't remember. John McClane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, man. Let's not get into this. <laughs> let's not get into this but, argument. So <laughs> that was when I was, uh, I was reading through the menu. He was like, what would you like to drink? I'm like, a Roy Rogers? Well, I'll take a Roy Rogers. Isn't that a Coke and cherry juice or something like that? What it's is it? Pepsi. Okay, I grew up with Coke. Yeah, but yeah. It's a yeah. cola with cherry juice. But either way, it was yeah. Roy Rogers, and I felt yeah. like John McClane when I was, well, when I was drinking it. Well, you look a little like you. Yeah. Except you got more hair. I was like yippee ki yay. Yeah, you know what a Shirley Temple is, right? Well, see, that's funny. They is she had the Shirley Temple, Shirley Temple, and it was Sierra Mist and you cherry did, juice. You did, or no, or, or did or Kathleen, Cat, uh, Cassie. Okay, okay, you want Cassie? Okay. Yep. I suppose Kathleen had school. Nope, she was at Grammy and Paws. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yep, her and Gavin. Gotcha. But no, and again, when I was a kid, uh, Shirley Temple was seven up because they didn't have Sierra Mist. But yep, yep. So those are, and then so we enjoyed that. Yep. The other one was my dad used to call it a yummy, which was essentially Coke and lemonade, and I suspect that his yummy had something yummy in it compared to. Well, yeah, see, I that's got. when I when I started drinking the Roy Rogers, I was like, wait, I've had these before, but mine usually have alcohol in them. Yeah, mine usually have, like, <laughs> Jack Daniels or something. But, yeah. Yeah, no, that was our drinks growing up is when you go to the country club, that was the drink that we got that made us feel like we were drinking. Oh. We were grown-ups because we could drink. I felt like a grown-up when I was Roy eating Rogers. my dinner, so. Yeah, well, there you go, because well, you are a grown-up. Well, so. at first I had to, I was like, does this have alcohol in it? <laughs> yeah. No, no, sir, it does not. That's why they call them Roy Rogers, because yep. he was a clean cowboy. Yes. So, uh, Robert's other question was, uh, we'd mentioned about games where expansions up the player count. And he wanted to know if increasing the player count uh, throws off the flow of the game. I would say in some cases it really does. Definitely, yeah. Um, terraforming Mars. Was there an expansion that upped the player no, count? No, that one's always, been, always been up five to five players, I okay. believe. Um, but it's a game that's not good at five players. I think it actually maybe went up to six. I think it played up to six. I honestly don't remember. So was there an expansion that upped the player I don't think there count? was an expansion that upped it. I think it's just always been one to six. Okay. 
Um, I'm trying to think of a good example of a game that... Well, for for us, we were talking about Fences, yeah. where the expansion was a 4-5 to five player expansion. Except that... Uh, yeah. Epic Monster Tea Party has an expansion where it adds 5 and 6 players. Those, Those type games, games are, yeah. are awesome, Which are up in the player count, and it doesn't do anything to the flow. It actually is... Yeah. Would you consider it like a party game? I mean, in the sense that multiple people can play them. Yeah. There's some strategy to both those games, but I mean, they're not like, uh, I can't think of a classic party I would game say, right now, but... well, I don't know if I'd call them party games, because Epic Monster yeah, Tea no, Party I, is more of a push-your-luck game. Not, and that's not what I'm actually, I mean, I'm not And Fences is more of a with, like, tile game, but yeah, I mean, not... they're lighter weight. Yeah. So I'm thinking lighter weight games, you can probably add players and not affect the flow of the game. Right. I would say things like... If you were talking like Twilight Imperium or Eclipse or something that's a heavier game that ups a player count, I I would yeah strongly discourage yeah, that. I would as well. I did Twilight Imperium start off as a four player game and then they upped it to the gasoline expansion. To, yeah, yeah, to eight. Yeah, which is the last time I played it was where it with burns, eight. burns, burns. Yeah, <laughs> last time I played it was with eight people and it lasted literally all flipping day. Ooh. We started. I want to say 10 in the morning got done about 10 at night with like a 45-minute lunch break. Yeah. Long game. Still pissed about the fact that I came in second. But anyway, it was fun. I yeah. like it. You don't like it, I don't like it. Oh, uh, the version, I don't like it? I don't think so. Oh. Do you, do you change your mind? Nope. Nope. Still I hate it. I don't think so. Still hate it. Gasoline, <laughs> gasoline bait. Um, I'm trying to think. Space Base, I think, is one that added a couple players okay. with their expansion. That's a four-player game. I would... Say, depending on how heavy the game is, yeah. adding players can really throw off the flow. If Very it's a lighter so. weight game, I mean, depending on how many players... I mean, if you're going from a four-player game to a 12-player game, yeah, you're going to throw off you're the flow. It's, yeah. it's going to be uh, villainous. I think that one, because you can add the expansion, add more players, but it's really shines fun. at four players. Yeah, it's no fun with eight people or no. whatever we played that one time. It was the nine And I think people six is really your max, but even six is not six is good. cumbersome. It's it's four players. So I, I think yeah. certain games like that, you just you gotta not go with the expansion of, of adding more players. And some companies do that where they, they throw out an expansion. It's like, okay, well, I want more content and I want to get more people interested in a game, but we're gonna we're gonna throw out some more players and then Firefly. we'll add a little bit. Firefly is the example I'm trying to think of. I think that I legitimately think that started out as a four-player game. Yes. Expansion added one or two players, and they did that till you had like eight. Yeah. If you ever play that game with eight people, you're there. I love that game. I love the game, but man, four players is the absolute sweet spot on that one. Yep. Uh, unless, and I think the worst, not the worst version, but a version of it I played down in Sioux City at a convention. I want to say we had eight people playing with a moderator, which still a better helped. game than Twilight Imperium. It is for you, <laughs> for you. Um, Eclipse, I think, added players, but it worked for some it does. reason. For some reason, that one worked. Yep. And I, th- what I suspect sometimes is you've got a game that they come out with. It's two to four players, but we're going to put an expansion out that'll make it six. Yep. And it's always been designed for that to happen. I think. When that happens, it seems to me, if I was a game designer, and this is just me being me, yeah. if I'm going to design a game, but I'm going to release a base game, but I've already designed this game right. to be a six-player so, yep, game, exactly. 
that's my expansion. That's what I hold back. Yep. I release it as a four player game, but the game works with six players. And that's yeah. if they if they design the game originally to work around a higher player count, that's the games that work better. It's the ones where they design the game as a four player game and they really don't have a whole lot of content for an expansion. And then they say, you know what? Let's up the player count two more players yeah. or one more player. And then we'll throw this little bit of content in, and that'll be an expansion. Those are the ones that don't yeah, tend to work right. It's just the right. flow's not there. It wasn't designed originally as that, and it seems kind of just pasted in. Yep, exactly. So, so yeah, I think depending on the, how the game was designed, yes, definitely will screw up the, the way the game plays. So there you go. All right. That answers the question. And his next question was, he was wondering with with how long it took us to get Yukon Airways to the table, which I was mostly just messing with you. that long, yeah. It didn't take <laughs> like that long. We would have played that one right away. Oh, but, yeah. But, but seeing the fact that you had plans, I wanted to mess with you. Yeah. yeah. So it was <laughs> but, fun. But alternatively, he wants to know, like, when we get games, how long does it take for him to get to the table? Um, he, he doesn't get that many games. He gets a, a game every few months. And then they usually get to the table within a few days. Yeah. Uh, with me, <laughs> I unfortunately... <laughs> Stop looking. At, I'm looking around at huge stacks of games. Stop it. Okay. For me, I will buy uh, probably One, two, at three, least... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine games. Shut your mouth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I will probably buy at least 100 <laughs> games a year. Yeah. At least. Uh, there's some times where I buy more than that, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, um, this I'm thinking 100 games a year is a little bit light. This year has probably been more like 200 yeah. games. Okay, but either way, Maybe I do buy a lot of light. games. I'll be lucky if I get 10% of those to the table yeah. that year. Quite honestly, I'm looking at this Office Space game. I doubt that we'll ever play this. No, we won't play this because it's a game it's, you play at work. Yeah, it's not a game you play at the table. It's, the whole reason why I got this game is because I love the Office yeah, Space movie. and that's a legitimate reason to buy something mm-hmm. is because it's in a franchise that you enjoy. Yep. It's a display piece. It's your Jumanji game. It's the reason I bought the same one you had. Can I borrow your knife for a second? No. Because okay. I understand I when I brought that up, I meant not to. <laughs> Instantly regret yeah, this. It's not the way I wanted to go. But I mean, I saw the one that, I mean, you and I have both purchases. It was a cheap right. Target It's the cheap game. wooden version. Um, but I bought it knowing I'm not going to play it. Yep. I mean, we might someday, but I doubt it because I have this horrible, stupid, irrational fear of not finishing it and then ending up in the jungle. Somewhere. You want to play this tonight? No. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's a great looking game. Yeah. It really looks cool. It looks like the damn movie prop. Um, and I wanted it for that reason. So it's a it's a display piece. It was a twenty dollar. Yeah. Investment. It's it, a display yeah. piece. It's almost the same thing with these book games. We have played those. Oh yeah. But I like books. I played books. one. Yeah, I played one, too. Yep. I played two. Actually. Played I two. played two of them. Um, but I like books. Yeah. And I have a thing about things that look like books. And so I bought a number of games that look like books. Well, except for the Tail series. The the ones from Yellow, I which like no longer those. is Yellow. I played quite a few of those. Yeah, you played those as kids. And I like those, and I would like to find them, but I do not think I'd play them. And here's oh, the other there's deal. there's so many of them. Yeah. Here's the other thing. I Basically, the only place I play games is here. And with a couple of other friends, because the COVID thing has kind of shut down one of my other game venues. Right. So I can buy a game, but I know I'm probably not going to play it. I won't bring. I won't get it to the table. 
But the weird part of it is probably one or maybe two other people have the game. So I will play it, mm-hmm. just not my version of it. Um, Mariposa, I think we're going to try and get to the table tomorrow, and I bought it today. Okay. I would like to play that. I would like to play Pendulum. That was one that I, I was on the fence about buying. I looked at it. I read the back of it. I don't know if I'm going to purchase that one. Just yeah. it, it looks like one that I would play, right. but I don't know if I have to own. But I suspect, here's what I suspect, because I think we're going to have to try and talk your wife into playing it. Yeah. And then you will purchase it. No. <laughs> the bird one, yes, because the components. One, two, three, four, five, six uh, Disney Funko Pop games. Disney. Right. Mariposa Mariposa's, is not Wingspan. No, but it's That's, pretty cool. Well, and this thing is... And the is, components is, are really good. Are they? Yeah. Okay, so the one that I was looking at, it looked like it was just a lot of cardboard. Whereas no, the Wingspan, is, it had the cool wooden dice, it had the eggs, yeah. it had the theme. And whereas believe, this one looked a little bit less I believe, component-wise. Mm, Two uh, different companies, too. It, AEG versus Stonemeyer. Same desire, same designer. Designers, a- same, AEG yeah. AEG does really good stuff. I believe the the uh, butterflies that you move around the board are wooden, mm-hmm. from what I saw in a couple playthroughs. So well, they, I, do, they do decent work. Yeah. I mean, but they don't do Stonemeyer no, quality true. games, is what I'm saying. Well, Stonemeyer... Stonemeyer is basically deluxe games. Right, but Stonemeyer... AEG is mostly card games yeah. and kind of... Base components, cardboard, a little bit of wooden here and there. Santa Santa Monica, perfect yep. example. Yep. You had the wooden sand dollars. Yeah, those were really cool. The wooden meeples. Those were really But cool everything too. else is cards. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about versus a Stonemeyer game. You've got the chunky bits and you got the although basically the, deluxified. Although Wingspan, in the base game, the the uh, food tokens are just cardboard. Right, but you got the but eggs I, are basically your most eggs are really expensive cool. part yeah. of the game. Yeah, except then, then I went and bought... The really cool food bits. So yeah, you spent a lot of money on that Which one. I you meant, got the birdhouses. No, I did not do the birdhouse. I did. Okay, you, those I did. You got the birdhouses yeah, on Etsy. The Etsy things, but yep. that wasn't. Well, it was a little more expensive than I thought it would be. Uh, you blinged out I, your copy. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I'm surprised you haven't gotten the the food. I thought it's because I have 3D prints for them. Oh, that's true. I just haven't had a chance to do it. (laughs) Yeah, see, and I and Mike and that seems like it'd take a long time with the 3D printer how they work. I got three three 3D printers. Oh, that's true. So, (laughs) so you can do two different or three different food. Well, and you got one bed. You could easily put a dozen food items on one bed. That's true. So, but anyway, so yeah, I bling that game out. But Mariposa actually looks like it might be pretty good. The components are not terrible, Mm -hmm. and it's Elizabeth Hargraves. She right. Well. the theme. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a migration of butterflies. It it didn't jump it's out to me. sort of a pick-up and deliver so, game. It's, we'll see. I, yeah. It's one that I definitely want to try. Yeah. I want to play it, but it's not one that I, I'm right now at this point where I want... I, it, usually if a game, if I hold it in my hand, I read the back of it, I look at the artwork, I look at the game, it jumps out, I'm like, I got to have this. Yeah. That is not one that jumped out at me and said, buy me. See, I'm trying to think it of sat examples. on the shelf. I picked it up. I put yeah. it back on the shelf. I picked it back up. I put it back on the yeah. shelf. And about three times later, I'm like, "Yeah, I don't need to own you. Not yet." I and I'm Not trying yet. to think of games that have just jumped out at me like that. Euphoria is probably one. And uh, I actually the Go- the Century games, both Gollum and Spice editions, both. Well, obviously the first one was the Century Spice, but those jumped out at me. Uh, Parks. I saw Parks. On Kickstarter, and I went, this is a game I would Oh, like. I cannot wait for my parks to yeah. get delivered. and I'm supposed to get that probably... Did you ever find your copy? I haven't looked for it yet. We'll you mentioned see. you were going to look in one of your, your bags, because yeah. you, you'd packed it's away It's not in the people. bag. It's okay. not in the bag. So I think 
I honestly think I got it stolen, but I ordered it again, so I'll get it. I got I ordered it through the store on the Kickstarter, so uh, I should get that. And then base game did, and everything. Yeah, I just ordered the base game. So did game. your your play mat go missing too? No, I think I have that. Okay. So I don't think I took the base game with me or the play mat with me. Okay. I think I have it. I don't well, know. Well, that's kind Honestly, of a bummer. I'm sorry yeah, to hear it that. Sucked, but. Especially because you you taken, you cool, said you'd taken that uh, extra life. That was the last I did, time you played yeah. it. Yeah, yep. That's the last so time it, I remember seeing it. And we got played stolen. It. Well, I don't know if it got event, stolen or if it. Well, I don't know if it got stolen. It might not have. It might be. My game room right now is a little bit of a, a mess. Okay, so it could be. It could be at home. It might not have been home, stolen. Yeah. Okay. Well, but if I it looked, did get stolen, that that really does suck. Yeah, I, I was sorry I looked, to hear that. I looked through the bags that are still in my car. From I have a Stone Meyer bag. And I thought maybe I accidentally stuck it in there because I took all my Stonemaier games with me at Geekway. It wasn't there. Oh, you uh, went to Geekway this year? Not Geekway. Uh, Extra Life last year. Uh, <laughs> I would love to have gone to Geekway. Now, now I need to borrow your knife. Just saying. Um, uh, sir. <laughs> I know. I was going wear to wear mine. I'm wearing a Geekway shirt. I was going to wear mine, but I had to go, you know, I had to go to work. The maybe. cool 2016 version with the lava lamp. Yeah. Yeah. Were you there at that one? No, I wasn't. Neither was I. Shut your mouth. Think. I think I had the shirt, but I wasn't there. <laughs> no, I just I grabbed it because it was a cool shirt yeah, and it was, it was discounted. So, yeah, was which I'm shirt. hoping next year when we go, they've got the discounted uh, this year shirts. Yeah, that'd be cool. I have that one. Yeah, I know because yeah. you were patron. Actually, and you, have... you got that. Uh, you... No, I actually had to order it. Well, I know you had to order it, but you still got that offer. I never got that offer. Yeah, I should actually get one too when we went because I'm still a patron, and I also do have a version, a copy of the shirt. We didn't get a shirt last shirt? year for patron. I thought we, we had did. To, we had to pay for it separately. No, I that was why I was a little disturbed on the yeah. the junk we got okay, so for the patron. The, the first year I went, whatever package I bought included a T-shirt. I did not know that, and I bought a T-shirt, so I had two. That's why I think you got one. So I think, didn't I give you one? I thought I gave you one. I know I gave you a couple things for that. Um, so I got. They gave me a small one, so I ended up trading it out for the correct one. They gave me money back. I think I don't remember, or I, I traded for something else. The next year, I don't remember, and then two years, well, the last one we went to, uh, I don't remember for sure either. But I know I have a shirt from each one of those. Now, I think I got a shirt from the year before because, like you said, they discounted them that I didn't go to. So I have four years worth of Geek, five years now with the Geekway shirts because I did get the one for 2020, which didn't happen. Yep, that was a pretty cool logo. It was a good logo. It looked a lot like another logo. Yeah, kind of similarities. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, twenty twenty. There's really not a lot of. There's some really obvious options. <laughs> ours, ours went more of the mafia look. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was twenty sided dice. That but kind of they thing, had so. uh, no, they had six sided die. Okay, on theirs, they had yeah, a blue and a green. Oh, you're one, right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. And that was in their zero spots. Yeah, but the twenty. Whereas we've got the twenty of, right in the middle. Yeah, the twenty twenty thing kind of made it obvious. But you never made mean. shirts. I was going to. Yeah. But since probably good yeah. that you didn't, really. yeah, probably not. Yeah, yeah. although it might which be it might items. happen. I don't know. Yeah, they might be collectors. <laughs> if I items. get sent an email saying, "Hey, we're doing T-shirts," yeah, like every They're time cheap. I I get an email, like, well, I just made had yeah, buttons, buttons made. Yeah, the, so the I had podcast or yep. podcast buttons. We might. How many did you get? I got fifty of those. You could probably throw one in for. I, I actually. Um, anybody that wins stuff, oh, you're gonna get <laughs> you, one. You always get some little extra goodies. Nice. So okay. I always send a magnet for Average Joe's Gaming. I send a sticker for our Average Joe's Gaming Con for 2020. So you get the cool logo. Yeah. And then I I will be throwing in a button for the Average Joe's Gaming podcast. And if you've so. seen the logo on the on either Facebook or any of the other places where you find your podcasts. 
Pretty yep. cool pen. The blue headphones and the dice, and yep. then the average Joe's gaming in a kind of a cursive writing. Yeah. So I cool designed pen. the logo. Yes, you did. Yes, so I'm not a uh, a professional. You're not a graphic artist. No, I'm not. But uh, you know, sometimes I, I I get something in my head and I yeah. I can do some of it. Yeah. So I learned more okay. than anything else. And but turned out okay. It, it does it, real it, well. Actually. It did turn out really well for like a uh, an icon, a circular logo. So yeah, and that's kind of what I was going for. Yeah. But my the original Average Joe's Gaming logo, and at the bottom it says Gaming for the Average Joe, because that's really what it is. So yeah. Average Joe's Gaming. Let's let's kind of talk about how that that came about. So Average Joe's Gaming. So there's an apostrophe in Joe's. What that means. Is it was it was my gaming. It was me. It was me putting my my personal touch into the game group, the game business. Because I actually at one point sold yeah games. Um, I organized uh, gaming events. I I was trying to to have you know there there are game groups in our area, but I wanted something with my style, my personality involved, and so that's where the average Joe's gaming Joe's being me, and then. At the bottom, the slogan is "Gaming for the Average Joe." That's everyone. Yeah, that's you're all the average Joes. You know, your listeners, you're you're my average Joes. So you know, that's that's how I I relate to you guys. So I'm an av- I'm the average Joe is what I, I yep. like to call myself. <laughs> and so because I'm I am I'm I'm not I'm nothing great. Yeah, I'm just your average Joe. But that's that's what I I created, and so. Yeah, that's been four years now. At four least, years yeah. ago, when I created, it was 2016 when I had my business license yep. for the the selling of games. Now I just talk about them, and you know, someday I might design and, something and support but, and support the game industry yeah, by purchasing I, a crap ton of games. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love the game industry, and I, I think yeah. it's it's something that is needed. And in my family, uh, board games are well. Since I created my own game room, yeah. it's it's something that I enjoy doing. It's, it gives the interaction between my, me and my kids. I have met some amazing people through gaming. I uh, met Tom here many, many years ago. He's but my oldest gaming friend. Tell me more about the amazing ones, though. Uh, well, so I, met, I met, <laughs> so I met you. Okay, again. And then after I met you, then I met Noel. Okay. And through Noel, I met Randy. Right. And so it goes from Tom to Noel to Randy. Through me, but before Kim I even and, met you, yeah. the person that got me into gaming so I was always a fan of board games, but the right. person that got me into the hobby that opened my eyes to, hey, you play this, but look at all of this. Yeah, with my buddy Mark Kiner. Monopoly's fun, but look at this. <laughs> well, and see, I, I had um, X Men Under Siege. Yeah, X Men okay. Under Siege, yep. and that was one that I had from my childhood, and that came with miniatures, and you were in the X Men mansion, and you'd flip a tile, and underneath that tile, whether you was an evil mutants or was a power up or something, so you had a team of mutants that you'd go through right. and try to. Uh, clear out the mansion, and so that that was my, which is actually is is a pretty good hobby game for the '90s, right? And now they're outrageously priced, and I didn't realize I had a kind of a gem, yeah, with basically, that. yeah. Um, but I I had that, and he's like, well, if you like this, you might like these, and so he got me into Quarriers, he got me into Munchkin, he, you know, and then I went I I found Dragon's Den because at that point, it was basically Dragon's Den was. The, the place in town they were the to game still, store, yeah, because yeah. at that point, Rainbow wasn't selling board games. They'd sold collectibles and stuff like that, and this was this was ten plus years ago. So, right. Dragons Den was the game store in town, and I didn't, I I drove by it, never knew what it was, and so I go in there and I just I'm 
just buying and buying and buying. <laughs> and so my collection yeah, I can tell. started and it grew and grew. And I mean, when we moved in this house, I had 200 games. And so in f- five, six years, about about six years, we've been here for like five and a half you years. At least tripled that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So now I'm at pushing over a thousand. Oh yeah. So, so it's five yeah, times. Um, I like buying games. I yeah. like, I like the new stuff. I like variety and that's, one of my biggest problems, but also that's just me. You know, yeah. I, if I don't ever play some of these games, okay, whatever. I'll probably end up giving them away, and that's just that's what I do. So, but that's the long story short. That's that's me. That's me putting into average Joe's. Tom is is an average Joe. He's my co-host. He is. Um, hopefully, you stick around for a while. Yeah, I'm you know, at least on. till the end of the day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. See you. So. But I enjoy doing the show. Yeah, I, uh, too. I enjoy seeing our audience grow. Yep, it really it makes me happy. You know, um, kind of on a personal note here. So I'm not the happiest person all the time. The show really it brightens my day. Uh, last week, for example, so we we got ready for the show. I got done with work, and I just wasn't feeling it. I just I. I didn't really want to do anything, and as soon as I sit behind this mic, I turn into the average Joe. Yeah. This is this is me, and this is my best time here. And and yes, I do have a family, I have kids, and everything. Yeah. I enjoy being with them, but this is a different outlet for me. This is something that I'm passionate about, that that really brightens my day. When my family, my kids, my parents, anybody wants to do something with me involving in this. There's nothing in this world that compares to that feeling. Yep. And, you know, there, there's a lot of times where just getting through the day can be hard. You know, um, ten, 10 years ago, I was divorced for the second time. Not even, not even 30 years old. Yeah. Divorced for a second time. I got four kids fighting for custody. You know, it's... Before that, I was married for the first time. I got married when I was 20 years old. Oof. I was married for saying four that years. Yeah, who's married when he's 21? But yeah. um, at that point, I was, I know it was kind of off topic, but just kind of the person I am. I was living in a house, and my wife at the time was living upstairs. She didn't like the fact that I had to go to work at five in the morning. So she made me sleep downstairs in an unfinished basement. Yikes. And so I made that my home for six months. And it, it came to the point where I didn't want to do it anymore. And so it was either end my life or divorce her and fight for my kids. You made the right choice. I decided to fight for my kids because I could not see them going through a world without me. Without somebody to look out for them. Right. Granted, whatever, if I wasn't here, my parents would be there for them. Sure. But I didn't want to put that burden on anybody else. Right. So the whole reason why I'm here is for my children. And they are number one priority. Second marriage, I'm going through custody for my kids. I lose my job for a bogus deal. Someone wanted my, my position. Oh, I've and been so there. they went in with a gal that I trained and said that I was sexually harassing her. Yeah. They couldn't get me for that because there was no evidence and no legitimate evidence. Right. 
So instead, they fired me for making a call to my wife on my company cell phone. Ugh, Misuse of company property. Yeah. So that day, come home to tell my wife that I lost my job. I'm going through custody for my my three kids. She takes that opportunity to leave me that day. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I just keep moving forward. That's that's yeah. the person I am. No matter what negativity that comes at me, I don't know how to quit. I just keep going forward. And and I take that into everything I do. I, I've worked my way from the bottom. Uh, I, worked, I started the day I lost my job. The next day I had two interviews lined up for... I work, uh, work at Waste Management, and I was going to work for Scott Bolte's Annotation. That Friday, the day after I had an interview with Scott Bolte, I, uh, I got hired on the spot because he knew my dad. He knew sure. who I was. He's seen me work. He says, I don't have a position for you, but would you be willing to train somebody on a route that you've never seen? <laughs> and I said, yes. Yeah. And he says, okay, after that, we'll figure out what we can do for you. I get to training the guy. He he wasn't going to make it. I could see it. I trained right. so many people at Novak that I could see it. He was he didn't have what it takes to to come in and do the job every day. About thirty stops in, he would job, complain man. about it. His feet were hurting him. He just didn't want to do it. He quit on me twice, and I'd finish his route for him. And the third time he quit, I called Scott. I'm like, this guy's not going to do it. Just give me the job. I'll do the route. I'm not going to complain about it. And I, I started working for him for twelve and a half bucks an hour. Sure. I took I took a seven dollar pay cut. Of course, I didn't have a job. Yeah. So in that case, I took a twelve and a half dollar raise. Is what I look at it. Yep. There you go. Well, and I and I this is something I've talked about with my kids, with other people. I also lost a job on bogus under bogus circumstances. I moved to Sioux Falls to actually manage a store here. The person that was the assistant manager at the time thought she should have had the job. Undercut me real bad and got me fired. So and. It happens. Stuff it does like happen happens. a lot. Uh, depressed as hell for a couple of days. Went right out as soon as I got over that. Started looking for work. Um, I was at the point where I was getting ready to go to work for McDonald's again. I'd worked for McDonald's, obviously, in high school. Most people do stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm a grown-ass 38-year-old man, and I'm going to go work for McDonald's. This is not going to be cool. But I was going to do it because... Dude, you got to have money coming in. And my ex at the time was not my ex, of course, but at the time was, you know, we she was very supportive. The dumb part of this is we had put in an offer on a house the day before I got fired with earnest money. Ouch. Lost. Could have lost that. And the realtor that we were working with was real good. She says, well, here's what you got to do. Find a job making this amount of money per hour. So I ended up getting the same type of deal, two interviews on the same day. Two job offers within a couple of days after that from the same place. One of them was a salary plus commission. Eventually, the salary would go away. The other was just a hourly pay. And both of them met the criteria for what we needed to be able to still afford the house. So I took the job that had guaranteed pay, and I've been there, what, 25-plus years now. Uh, so I made a good choice there. But it's life is tough, but I've always told my kids, you do what you do to get by and and make sure your family and your loved ones are taken care of. Um, that doesn't preclude you from being able to do things like what we do right. on weekends. Well, it's kind of the whole reason why I work two jobs. I want to make yeah. sure that my, my kids have everything they need, not want, but need. Right. 
I, they, they are what they want. Pretty yeah. spoiled. I mean, well, yeah, they all, I look yeah. at it as, as my four oldest. They've been through a lot. Yeah, they have split households. I'm. I, I apologize every day for that. It's it's something I didn't want for them. You know, when I got married the first time, I thought this is the only time I ever get married. I'll be married till I die. Well, that almost came true. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then my second one, you know, I never wanted that to end, but it just it did. It was yep. nothing I could do. You know, when one person wants to be married and the other person doesn't. And they were looking for an excuse to leave. That's what happens. Yeah. The third one. You found I, a winner. I, yeah. I, I was blessed with, with a person that could basically handle my crap, yep. <laughs> handle my personality, and and is okay with me working. I mean, she's she's okay to a point. Yeah. Well, but I, I do work a lot, and she yeah. does see that it, it it's uh it's a toll on me. You know, I honestly <laughs> with four days off. This is the first time I had four days off in a long time. Nice. But yeah, nice. I'm so tired physically and emotionally that I could sleep all weekend, but I can't because I can't turn off my body. I can't yeah. stop doing this. No, you no, know? I, can. That's I slept thing. in this morning. This was kind of the weirdest part. I slept in till eight o'clock. Ooh, I know. <laughs> I know that's that's yeah that's that's but I know that's what you late mean. for me. I know what you mean. Yeah, but I got up be... and I could barely move because my back and my joints were so stiff and so sore. That eight o'clock, I should have been up at my normal three thirty. Yeah, and so when you're sleeping in an extra four and a half hours, or you know, you know, it's it's you stiffen up. And I'm I am a guy that I have to keep moving because I've beaten my body up so badly over the last twenty years that I have to keep moving otherwise. Because honestly, you mentioned earlier you're almost sixty years old. Yeah. By the time I get to be sixty years old, that's another twenty four years. Oh my God! I don't know if I'm. Do you realize that I'll be, be around? Eighty-four years old. We'll be sitting here. <laughs> so we played a game Back in today. My day, we had uh, six-sided dice. I don't know uh, what these holographic uh, things are. I'm yeah, so it'll be horrible. <laughs> and then we'll start wandering about. And we do that anyway. Yeah. Joe, move to the right. Yeah, what the hell? We're, we do <laughs> okay. this. We do this anyway. But anyway, I can't imagine. I mean, I hope that I, honest to God, hope we're doing this when I'm 84. Yeah, I hope to that'd God I'm very, doing this when I'm 60. That'd be very cool. It'd I'm be just really hoping cool. to be breathing at that point. Yeah, same here, basically. But it got a little deep there. Uh, but sometimes that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the, the show is... Yes, it's, 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 it's essentially it is gaming, but it is essentially our it's our us. us. It's yeah. us. It's it's you. You tune in because you wanna you want a little different uh, thing, and and you you hopefully want to get to know us a little better. Well, there's a little insight to Joe. There you go, and a little insight to me, not quite as much. Uh, different lives, but that's why one of the reasons I think we're friends too. So. Yep. There you go. We can balance each other off pretty easily. So I guess the other thing I was going to mention to people is. We love hearing from Robert. We love hearing from everybody. So please send us questions in your emails. Do work on trying to get this uh, really cool tin twenty pocket dice. This was an interesting thing that yeah. uh, they actually the the company that does it, uh, Mithril uh, Armory. Yep. They reached out to me, and it was kind of funny in their email. They said, "So we see that you like to help people out on Kickstarter. Would you look at our product and and possibly back us?" Uh, okay, well, it's a little interesting that you're reaching out to yeah just, to say hey, you specifically know. you back yeah. us. <laughs> so, but now the weird part of that, I wonder if they heard me and they go, "Well, that guy's not gonna back us. We're not gonna even try." <laughs> so I, 
I did. I checked it out, and I thought, you know, what an interesting thing. It's probably not something that I'll ever do. No. Because if it's in my wallet, it's not coming out no, looking true. pretty. Yeah, no, same here. Because I sit on my wallet all well, the time. Well, the other but thing is... It I, did look interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't play D&D anymore. I used to a lot. I was a big D&D player. I do have a lot of multi-sided dice, not quite as many as you do. We've had some fun games with those dice, by the way, speaking of your daughter. Anyway, um, yeah, she has a couple of interesting ideas for those dice. And we... Yep. She's gotten at least two of us to play a particular game where we sort them and then just dump them right back into a box. But anyway, uh, if I did play D&D, though, this would be something kind of cool to have just to say, hey, yeah, we can just roll dice right now and go for it. And I'm wondering, too, if they're not looking at, if you heard if they're looking at doing any other uh, sided dice. I don't know. Um, I all I knew about was this one, and they, I was very impressed with them. They, yeah. they got this out quick. Like I said, I backed this maybe two months ago. That's pretty good. And I had no notification or anything. I got home, checked the mail, and there's this little padded envelope with five of these bad boys yeah. in there. And I'm like, wow, that, that was super quick. Because I think I think this was supposed to ship out in November. Yeah. Because I was I was looking at it to possibly get it for oh yeah, it was it was actually it was supposed to be November. Because I'd mentioned that we were gonna have an extra life event and I'd like to use them as uh prizes for yeah. yeah. And idea. uh and turns out they got it out two months early. Yeah. So very cool. I was very impressed with that. Very cool. So roll with it. Yep. And For the 1020. Yep. Send us an email with that phrase and give us a little information. Ask us some questions. Tell us about your game room. Tell us about your favorite game. Whatever you want to talk about, we'll we'll touch on it. Yep. With you. And we are still... And we all will be until the end of the year raising money for Extra Life, which yep. is a cool program for helping out families... And children of of the um, Children Miracle Network, which yeah. is the local children's hospital of the kids that are sick and injured, and they and they need that premature babies. They need that, that extra thing, help, so, yeah. and that you know that's uh, so we kind of touched on this a little bit. Uh, but kids are very important to me; they always have been. Um, so technically, I'm actually a father of seven. Um, so I lost a child. Oh, yeah. And uh, so that's that's a big reason why to keep. Keep kids safe and, yep. and healthy. So let's uh, try to get some help and uh, raise some more money. We had an awesome that, donation from, from Jeremy. Uh, we had an awesome donation from uh, West Rock. So, and then uh, I always donate every time I get paid. So, there you go. Um, you know, even a dollar helps out. Yep. So, every little bit does help. Yep. And it, it all goes, well, for us, it's going locally here in Sioux Falls. Yep. And if you join um, our team, you can choose where you're yep, raising the money you for. So money. you can be an average Joe, too. Yeah, there you go. So join us. Yep. I think I'm wrung out a little, okay. which is fine. No, that's good. That's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> you rolled hard and put away wet. I was a little bit. That's all right. It's all right. I knew I knew a lot of what you're talking about. We've talked about it before, but it's, it, you know, to relive, it's a little rough sometimes. Yeah. It just is, and it's just the way things go, and... Uh, Appreciate the person you are now. Well, Honestly, I've been thinking a lot about it lately, and yeah. it, I'm not a person that really talks about no. their feelings a whole lot. No. You know, I, I'm pretty private. I, I really I just, there's only a couple people that I really tell stuff to. And well, now you've told everyone. Yeah. So, which is good. I, I mean, yeah. It's cathartic. It's I, a good thing. I yeah. Think, so, so um, sorry to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let you guys all in on the the Joe. No, but, that's uh, all right though, because that's yeah. I think that's part of why people do tune into us. They want to hear stuff. We talk about gaming primarily. Yes, but you may have noticed if you listen regularly, 
occasionally we drift off. Yeah, well, let's wait until we're eighty-four and sixty. Holy uh, smokes! That's hey, if you're be still listening at that point in time, you're gonna have some fun. You are. By then, we'll have probably have Robert as our third, uh, our third guy, and yeah, he'll just take over for us. Yeah, at he'll that just point. Yeah, at that point, he'll take yep. he and his partner will take over, and you know, we'll we'll listen. Yep. Occasionally chime in if we can hear. I mean, I'm hard trying yeah, to start a hard say, hearing. Oh, that reminds me. You did have you seen the new Bill and Ted yet? I have. Oh, okay. So you were not as big of a fan of this as I was. I was a huge fan of parts of it. Okay. Other parts of it, meh. You were bigger fans of the daughters. I did. I thought that could have been the storyline. And see, I went the other way because I really, really enjoyed Bill and Ted. I like Bill and Ted, but I think they could have framed the story with the daughters with them. Yeah. And made the daughters more of the focus of the thing. Yeah. Because it moves it along generationally. I yeah. was not a fan of the second movie much at all. The first movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Just because I'd never seen anything like it. I before. really enjoyed the nod to George Carlin. I did too. I like the fact actually, that they hologrammed him in. That was actually a voice impersonator that did the lines too. Really? I saw that. I, was, I always go to IMDb okay. after I see a movie. I actually went to it in a theater. I think I mentioned that to you. Um there's a couple theaters now in town that are open. This was a cheap theater, basically, although popcorn and stuff's still not cheap. Holy buckets. That's still... <laughs> I thought I'd get away with spending a little lesser, and it still cost a ding near a $20 bill for one guy to go to a movie. But anyway, um, I always go to IMDb after I see a movie if it's one I really liked. And I liked this one. I just wasn't... I mean, you know, I wish, kind of wish I'd waited until it was on video or something like that. But anyway, uh, I noticed that there was a... I had noticed in the credits... Uh, George Carlin's voice was played by a certain guy. Okay. And I don't know why they had to do that because you could just loop him, but I suppose maybe for technical or legal reasons they had to get an impersonator. Uh, but it was really well done. That part was well done. I like that. I did like uh, the daughter of the uh, his daughter's. His, his character's daughter was also Kristen Shaw, I think is her name, was very good. The two girls who played Bill and Ted's daughters were very good. Uh, his brother was hilarious. He's a Saturday Night Live actor uh, who's married to his stepmom, who was also <laughs> was interesting. the other guy's ste- a mother, stepmother. Yep. Which became his dad was his own son. He became his own son, <laughs> and his dad became his uncle or some weird. It was just weird. Uh, but it was it was okay. Uh, like I say, I think they could have done it a little bit differently and framed it with Bill and Ted, and then yep. the daughters, and then Bill and Ted again. But they chose what they chose, and I'm um, I'm glad personally that they went the route they did because otherwise, it, it to me it kind of would have been just another Ghostbusters. I also uh, I also liked the well, no, I think it would have been different than the Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters they actually just redid it. I know, but I mean, with going with a different cast, with with going with the daughters. It wouldn't have been Bill and Ted for me. True. So I'm glad they went because meeting their future selves was hilarious. Every time they went further and further yeah. in the future, Although I the, laughed the, so hard. The prison one. That's the one that I thought was uh, the funniest. See, I, I thought the old the old ones in the nursing home were the funniest. <laughs> oh, me, no. For me, the... So no spoilers here, of course. The prison no. ones were just, I laughed oh, so hard. But, but was, that's I enjoy that stupid yeah. comedy. But it was such... Cheesy CGI. Oh, it was horrible, but I loved yeah. it. So it was. I really enjoyed it. it so yeah, I, it was okay. Like I say, I there were parts of it I really liked. Other parts of it, I thought eh, they could have probably done this a different way. But it was it was good. Yep. Um, it was a nice. Hopefully, 
honestly, hopefully an end to that franchise. Because I think it will be. Unless they do something with the daughters, and I would watch that. I don't see that happening. I, I mean, either. it's not a giant blockbuster. No, it's not. And, well, it's hard to have a blockbuster now anyway because of well, the way this world is going. Jesus. Um, but I'm glad theaters are Even open. if it was a theater opening, I don't see it as a blockbuster. I think it might have been, quite honestly, because Keanu Reeves' stock has gone up considerably. Well, I get that, but not even he... as John Wicks or blockbusters. Uh, the first one didn't do that well. No, it, but It the picked next... up during DVD sales. Yeah. And I think that caused the second and third ones to become pretty popular. Yeah, and the fourth. I mean, they make good money, but they're not like they're not even in the realm of a Marvel movie. No, but they have avid fans. They do. I'm a huge fan of them. I'm a big fan of Keanu Reeves. I have been same here since he was a young kid doing uh, Point Break. Well, for a long time, he was pretty one note. Um, He was very, very good in the science fiction movies based on Philip K. Dick novels. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic, and uh, there was another, a couple of others that he My did. favorite was Matrix. Matrix I cannot him. wait yeah. for Matrix 4. Matrix broke him out. Uh, two was, eh, three was bad. Yeah, was the first one was the best. The first one was by far the but, best. Uh, Keanu Reeves has been raving about Matrix yeah. 4, and but so I am very, very much anticipating that. Thing with Keanu and 4 Reeves. and 5 of uh, John Wick. Yeah. The thing with Keanu Reeves is his choices for roles has been really good. Yep. Bill and Ted was stupid as hell, but man, it worked. It did. It worked really well. And then when he went to, I think it was the next one, Point Break maybe was the next one. But then he started doing the Johnny Mnemonics and the other kind of sci-fi things. Uh, and it was like it was prep work for The Matrix. And then The Matrix was like, holy He's crap. He's a wide range can, of roles. This guy can act. Then he did some Shakespeare thing, which he was horrible in. With Kenneth Branagh and some other people, he was well, he's not some romantic comedy. He's not and, good in that. But then he, what the the speed was really yeah, good. Yeah, he was really good in that. Uh, and then there was a couple other things. Plus, he's just a hell of a human being. Yeah, from what I understand. Yeah, he's my. Age. He is an in, yeah. He's an interesting guy, a very interesting guy, and a very kind soul. Yeah, I wish he was as good looking as I was. <laughs> but you know, you can't have everything. Yeah, I, it's the I, same yeah. thing I always say about George Clooney and O Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah. one of my karaoke go-to songs is uh, is uh, Man of Constant Sorrow. Oh, you are awesome because that is my go-to. That's my go-to song for, and I always my way I when it starts I always say, well, okay, I'm going to do this song. I know that it was done by George Clooney. It wasn't really done by it was some other guy sang it, but he mouthed it. And I said, there's two things about it. I'm a better singer and I look better. So <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Because you know. Better looking than George Clooney for sure. Uh, singing, I am probably a better singer than George Clooney, but the guy who sang the song in the in the uh, movie was much better than I am. Oh, so. Yeah, he's that's that's my favorite song yeah. from that movie. That, well, mine's the I one actually with, have that on CD in my car. Yeah, mine, my favorite one from that movie. I don't know why we're getting into this conversation. We we're wrapping <laughs> up the show. My favorite song is the one with Emmylou Harris and uh, Alison Krauss, uh, uh, "Down by the River." Oh, I that's a good that one too. Yeah. That I, that whole soundtrack is yeah. just, it's very peaceful. So here's the story about that. I went and saw the movie, and I knew it was a Coen Brothers movie. And I love Coen Brothers movies, and they always have John Goodman in them. And oh, he's yeah. He's one of my favorite actors. Got out of that movie and went, I need the soundtrack for this. And this was at a time when they didn't release soundtracks immediately after the movie came out. And I think I saw this within two weeks of it being released. So I went naively to Best Buy, thinking, I'll find this soundtrack. And I asked a guy about it, and he says, I don't know. I never heard of that. Let me look it up. I looked it up. He said, yeah, we got one copy. 
Somehow they had one copy of it, so I bought it. So I do have the soundtrack, and I love that. I love that soundtrack. It's one that's sitting in my rotation at work that I listen to pretty regularly. So, well, even the first track, I believe, is where they're on the railroad. You hear that clank? Yeah, yeah clank. Oh, clank, clank just... yeah. And we listened to it on the way to Minneapolis. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a, it's just such a great movie. Anyway, so anyway, I think that is it. I think <laughs> okay. we can wrap it up now. We'll wrap it up. So uh, that's it for us tonight. Yep. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. Good night. Your local children's hospital is full of superheroes. Superhero patients. They wear gowns instead of capes and often fight evil on a microscopic level. And just like the doctors, nurses, and staff, you can help decimate illnesses and enemy foes for sick and injured children by gaming. Join Extra Life, a community of 50,000 gamers that play games and heal kids. Register at extra-life.org. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast Group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube. You can also f- listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa and TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio. Ooh, pretty. Uh Can I have it?
No. Okay. Yeah, but... 